Welcome to uh, Dad's Right, the Christmas Eve episode. Yeah. All right. So you're like a podcast machine now. I know. I've got two going. They uh, might as well mention the other one. Just, just so. Yeah, a little plug. Uh, if you're into Star Wars, my cousin and I are doing a podcast called Sith Talking. Uh, if you, can fi- you can find it on Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, the creator is Greg Markey, who's my cousin, because uh, we use his account to upload it. Uh, I'm also there, though. Yeah, yeah, we're watching and uh, reviewing all Star Wars canon movies, TV shows in chronological order. We've now done uh, some episodes of Tales of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace. I have a question. Was the holiday episode in chronological order? No. I think we pulled that one out of order. We did did the holiday special as our holiday special. uh, And it wasn't in chronological order, but it doesn't matter because it's not canon. Oh, okay. Um, so but it, it, pull it, it takes place between it, four and five. Yes, when it was released. When it was released. Yes, because Star Wars came out in 77, and the holiday special was released in 78 as a bridge because five uh, wasn't going to come out until 81. And he thought 77 to 81 was a big gap, so he wanted something in between. And in hindsight, the gap probably would have been better. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> build up the uh, suspense. I mean, hey, we just did uh, 13 years between the two avatars. Yeah. So it's not uh, not much. I was telling talking to Matt the other day. Our cousin Mia was not born when the first Avatar came out. That's funny. Yeah, right. And this is Avatar two. Yeah, and, and she's, she's like eleven. A teenager. Yeah, almost. It's ridiculous. Um, when was the last time we did an episode? A while ago. Yeah, one day when your iPad's in working order. We'll get back to a more regular schedule. Yeah, something that approaches regularity more than our current schedule does. Yeah. <laughs> our schedule Which is, of hey. How about now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what's happened since. It's been at least a month. Has it? Was it? Did we do the midterms? Had we talked about the midterms in the U.S.? Were, I don't. I think they were about to happen. They were about to happen. Yeah, they were better than we were expecting. That's what I hear. It's a narrow, narrow, narrow majority for Republicans in the House. Two twenty-two to two eighteen, or, or no, 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 two twelve, or something like that. It's not a very large majority. Uh, funnily enough, it's the exact same ratio that was before because the Democrat, when the Democrats majority. Uh. So the Democrats had a, you need 218 for majority to be clear. And the Democrats had 222 and now the Republicans have 222. Right. Uh, but they did much better in a lot of states than they were expecting, including Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, and Washington, uh, and then what really sunk them, though, is they did really poorly in New York. Which is surprising. Well, they don't have a great team there right now. Uh, their Democratic governor, Kathy Hogel, is not fantastic. The Democratic mayor of New York is not fantastic. And a lot of people are saying, like these two people specifically, Kathy Hochul and uh, Eric Adams is the mayor of New York, have taken very tough-on-crime Democrat stances in a way to, because crime rates are rising in the U.S., especially in New York, um, it should be mentioned, I want to say, crime rates are also rising here. A lot of it is, a lot of police are saying we're seeing a return to pre-pandemic levels. That's why it's quote-unquote rising. And it's being played by the right so, as so, crimes out of control. So criminals were, were respecting the pandemic? Yes. That's really stupid. <laughs> I didn't want to get... I'm going to rob somebody, but I don't want to get covid yeah, exactly. 
Uh, I mean, I read in our local paper, you know, crime's up 30%, but it's just returning to pre-pandemic levels. I think, I don't know, I also think it has something to do with the bad economy. I think when there's a, more people that are destitute, crime goes up. Yeah, almost certainly. Um, but anyway, uh, they sort of came out, and I guess the idea was Republicans are going to attack them on crime, so they need to be tough on crime to not have their weak flank. But uh, the criticisms are, you just lent credence to the Republicans' criticism. They said, they're not tough on crime. And you basically were like, you're right, we haven't been. Yeah. Like, and then people were like, oh, okay, well, we'll vote Republican. Um, like, even Chuck Schumer, who is the, the Senate Majority Leader, a senator from New York, uh, won by what would be a huge margin if he was from, you know, Virginia or Georgia, or one of these, like, swingy states. But for New York, it was pretty pathetic. Um, a lot of, uh, in Manhattan and th th those sort of places, they, they didn't do well. Uh, but they did well in Colorado. They took back the Michigan State House for the first time in, like, 30 years. Um, Pennsylvania for the first time in, like, 20 or something like that. Um, so they have some... Uh, trifectas in states now, which is arguably more important than federal in the United States, especially yeah. um, to have a state trifecta than a, a federal trifecta. Well, you, the, being the, is it the, not the attorney, who was it that controls the election results, basically? Uh, it, it, it depends, depends on the state, but the state attorney... Uh, no, no, the Secretary of State. Secretary of State, that's what it is. Yeah. Which is confusing, because every state has a Secretary of State, and then and there's then a Federal is. Secretary of State. But you can't say, nobody calls it, like, the State Secretary of State, because that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but yes, the Secretary of State. Uh, and winning those is critical. Absolutely. Like, they, uh, Democrats, uh, also, it's worth noting, picked up governorships in Maryland, which was expected. Um, another blue state... Uh, that had had a red governor for a long time, uh, but I can't remember where, which was expected. They held on to the uh, governorship in Kansas, which was not expected. And uh, they picked up narrowly the governorship in Arizona. Now you were saying to me it was the best midterm for a president since... It's the first time since JFK that... The uh, Democrats, or that a that any president has expanded their pres their Senate majority, I think, in a midterm. That might not be true, something like that. But it's certainly there's something about JFK. But it's the first time since FDR that an incumbent that the incumbent party has not lost a Senate seat. Every incumbent that ran for re-election. One. Well, and they picked up Pennsylvania. So he probably shouldn't be doing any parades in Dallas or anything. Biden. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, of course, uh, not everybody ran for re-election. Patrick Leahy in Vermont um, didn't. Uh, but the Democrats held on to that because it's Vermont, you know. Um, but yeah, so they did well. They did lose the House, which is going to be a problem. But it's a narrow majority and the Republicans are so dysfunctional, they might not be able to make it work. So that'll be interesting. Uh, their leader might not even be elected speaker. He might not have the votes to be elected speaker, right? There's They have like a five or six seat majority, and I think like 17 reps have said they're not going to vote for him. Oh. 
because he's not right wing enough. Oh. Uh, despite the fact that he's backed Trump on everything he said. Oh, Trump announced he's going to be running for president again. And he gave got some NFT cards. Yes, which are like $95 a pop. That's exciting. Well, yes. yeah, so, you know, that's what uh, you're getting for Christmas, obviously. <laughs> the hottest obviously. Christmas gift the, of the year. The, the superhero one with lasers coming out of his eyes. Yes. Oh, brilliant. Did you see that those were uh, largely ripped off from stock images that they just Photoshop his head onto? Uh, no, but that, that was pretty obvious from what happened. <laughs> they're, not, they're not great. What did he say? Scenes from my life? Yeah, something like that. There's like an astronaut and a cowboy. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it is. He's and insane. right at the time that uh, like cryptocurrency and all that stuff is crashing. Yep. Like, uh, couldn't, couldn't do a worse time. But no. man, oh man, that's funny stuff. It is. It really is. Um, and... Uh, Oh, yeah, Democrats also held on to the Senate seat in Georgia, which was nice. Um, and they held on to the Senate seat in Arizona. And it's the first time in 72 years that Arizona has a Democratic governor and two Democratic senators. Well, oh, wait, that only lasted a second. Because Kristen Sinema, senator, Democratic senator from Arizona, switched her affiliation to independent. Which she was effectively anyway. Yes. It doesn't change the makeup. Um, she's not the only... Like, Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Angus King of Maine are both independent senators, but they caucus with the Democrats. So they go to de meetings with the Democrats. They get Democratic committee assignments. Cinema uh, has said uh, she is still going to get her committee assignments through the Democrats. Um, and because they picked up Pennsylvania, they don't actually need her for a majority. Um, because then if she wasn't, but she does get the expanded majority. Um because she's going to keep going through the Democrats. But apparently, even when she was a registered Democrat, uh, she still wasn't caucusing with them. She wasn't going to caucus meetings. She wasn't, like, she was never a team player, basically. Uh, so there was apparently no effort to get her to change her mind. The Biden White House didn't try. Chuck Schumer didn't try. They were just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and this was very much to save her uh, re-election uh, prospects. Right. Because she has, by the way, filed to run for re-election shortly after she switched her party affiliation to independent. But she was not going to survive a Democratic primary. It was good to see that Herschel Walker lost in the Georgia runoff. Yes. He was pretty dumb. He was. I wish he'd lost by more. Make a more comfortable margin. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always, it's interesting to see the um, evangelical vote split for the man who's paid for multiple uh, abortions for his girlfriends, which, by the way, I don't think should be a disqualifier to be a senator. Right. Like, that's not, that's not something I consider morally wrong. I would actually say it's arguably the right thing to do if you're running around knocking people up by accident and they don't want to keep the baby. But it's pretty hypocritical for evangelicals to vote for that person that over was, the pastor. Also, it was his, it was, he, he said he was against abortion. Yes. He came out yes. strong against abortions. So that was... Now, I guess. Yes. Not then. Pretty, pretty hypocritical. Because uh, literally, I don't know if you know this, but Raphael Warnock is the pastor at the church Martin Luther King was the pastor at. Oh, no, I didn't know that. No, he's not anymore. Now he's a senator. Right. But uh, he was beforehand. So he's the 
Reverend Senator Raphael Warnock. Actually, it might be the Reverend Senator Dr. Raphael Warnock. That's just too many titles. Pick one. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's interesting. We'll see what happens. Nancy Pelosi stepped down as leader of the House Democrats, um, and they elected a man named Hakeem Jeffries. So they switched from a San Francisco, California Democrat to a New York Democrat. I think it was a bad move. He's also more right-wing than Nancy Pelosi was. Nancy Pelosi was pretty centrist for a Democrat. Um, and I think that was the wrong choice. They probably should have gone with someone from a swing state. They should have gone from someone from a safe seat from a swing state. Uh, or at least not like New York or California. Yeah. Even Colorado, which is a pretty blue state. But someone from like Colorado or one of your safe seats in Georgia, since you're swinging Georgia. North Carolina is their next target state, you know? Now the House Democrats are run by New Yorker, and so is the Senate Democrats. Oops. I, I, it's just a bad choice. I, I think they should have picked someone, not like from the squad left wing, but I would say somebody at least, like no more right wing than Nancy Pelosi. Right. Maybe a skosh to the left. And yeah, from... Not from that state. Not from New York. It's like, you know, they try to lose. Uh, but yeah, so that'll be interesting. We'll see how that goes in America. Oh, I also just want to mention, they lo- the Democrats did lose the governorship of Nevada. They were the incumbent and they lost. Um, and they only won, held that Senate seat by the narrowest of margins. Uh, however, they won the Secretary of State race there. Which is again the most important one, arguably. Yeah. The now the Trump announced his reelection, but there will be a primary, right? Yes. And he's not looking like he's going to beat uh, DeSantos. DeSantos, it's tight. Depends on the poll. On average, Trump is still slightly ahead. I would say in a Trump v. DeSantis race, DeSantis will win. But if you start splitting the non-Trump vote, Trump will pull ahead because it's a first past the post primary system, right? Right. Um. So I would say even if it's just a one other candidate, Trump will probably win. Uh, unless it's a really, really weak nobody candidate that drops out before you actually start having primaries. Because, you know, you have races and debates long before even the first state's votes. Oh, yeah. But uh, if by the time we get to the big voting days and, you know, you have like Jeb Bush again... Uh, and he doesn't drop out, he might pull enough from DeSantis... Maybe. I don't know. I just can't believe that they'd put, throw Trump out there again. Maybe. We'll see. Hey, a lot of people... Did you see who he's considering very strongly for his running mate? No. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, of course. Uh, I, I, I see a... I guess that. <laughs> right? Although I will say, I see a lot of Democrats just hoping for that. Because they're like, Trump will probably lose again by himself. Throw Marjorie Taylor Greene in there, no chance. I would probably agree. I would hope that's the case anyway. Yeah. I mean, a part of me wants to believe that. Another part of me is like, it's not even worth the risk. Like, because again, we didn't think Trump could win in 2016. You know, I'll never forget that. You know, we shouldn't assume. In anything involving Biden running again, I think you're, it's going to be, it's not, it's not a slam dunk. Yeah. Or anyone. There's literally, the Democrats are struggling for strong leadership right now. Biden's not great. 
Harris is traditionally next in line. She's not great. Buttigieg is a big flyer, uh, big person. <laughs> He's fine. He's kind of boring. Milk toast. Who cares? Does really, really... The problem with Buttigieg is he does really, 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 really poorly amongst the African-American community. And Democrats need them to carry uh, states like Georgia, North Carolina, if they want to pick it up. They need them to turn out in the Rust Belt, uh, in Arizona, uh, you know, all these places, uh, Virginia, to, to win. So that's the problem with Buttigieg. They need... Why? Why does he not do well? Yeah. So, so, I don't know. He just he didn't, didn't do anything. He's just he's just never he he really like you saw in the primary he nobody knew he was like he was the person that black voters struggled to name the most in all yeah. polling. Like we have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> um, it's. Uh, so yeah, there's there's just no successor. We need somebody to rise up out of nowhere like Obama did. You never know. Yeah. Um, in Canada, or do you have anything else on the states? No. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not political though. I just was reading That's about fine. a lawsuit that uh, makes me want makes me think you know stuff's just going crazy down there. But they uh, a, a judge just heard it case from these this couple and he's allowing the lawsuit to take place because you know the film yesterday that Beatles mm-hmm. yeah. thing right so apparently um Anna de Armas Anna de Armas yeah is in the trailer yeah but she's not in the movie she was originally cast for the role but they didn't use her but they didn't take her out of the trailer oh so these guys paid 3.99 maybe 3.99 a piece but i don't think that's how movie rentals work so i think 3.99 to rent the movie and I guess they were upset that uh, Anna wasn't in it, and now they want like I guess the class action suit that they're looking to recoup five million for fans. Oh my god! How do you even allow that lawsuit? It makes a mockery of the justice system. Yes, I mean Here's if she's in the trailer. You can say I guess false. Well, advertising. that's what they're saying. False advertising, but so what? Like. Look at the poster. Name isn't on it. Like it's. Yeah, it's I, like, like I, I don't think it'll succeed. The other thing is, why would you? Why I wonder why they left her in the trailer. Yeah, I know it's weird. Movie? That's weird. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just feel like why are you letting cases like just waste everybody's time. I agree, and I bet you the judge thinks that too. But they have to be as impartial as possible, and if they're looking at it, but you can say this is stupid impartially. Like, <laughs> yes, but if it technically falls, like if you can technically make an argument that it's false advertising, I can see. Well, they can get I mean, their, I don't, just they can get their three ninety nine back. Yeah, I have no it's, problem with that. It's just, uh, I mean, there's such a culture of suing in the states, yeah. right? Like it is, you sue for everything. It's crazy. Yeah, it's stupid. It really is. Um, but they have. I mean, a ridiculous interpretation of laws and ideas behind it. I am of the opinion that they take the idea of individual rights way too far. Uh, Well, yeah, like, well, they just, it depends on who's in the Supreme Court. Well, yeah. How they interpret the uh, right to the pursuit of happiness or whatever it is the Constitution says. It's ridiculous. 
Um, anyway. Anyway, that's, uh, that is stupid. I can't believe that. Well, no, I can't. It's the States. <laughs> it's easily the States. What is it, Florida? I don't know. What I'm saying, but I didn't see probably Florida or California. Yeah, something crazy like that. Uh, well, in in Canada, uh, we have one of the big things in Ontario, at least, is Doug Ford opening up the green belt for development after he promised he wouldn't on the campaign trail. You mean he lied? Uh, shockingly weird. Um, and. There's a big thing over the fact that a bunch of developers bought Greenbelt land that they couldn't develop for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and then donated thousands of dollars to Doug Ford's campaign. And then now suddenly this land that they couldn't develop before is now going to be allowed to be developed. Yeah, it seems legit. Totally. Yeah. And you know, you know what, though, I think... I, I, I am not even going to suggest... This should be a lawsuit. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not even going to suggest... I don't think you can necessarily win the lawsuit. I think you could legitimately go in there and argue, there was no quid pro quo. We just gambled on he was lying. We just assumed he was lying. Because he has, historically. You can yeah. point to a history of his lying. Like, I, I would not be surprised. Like, I don't think it was a dark room, like, you give me money and I'll do this for you. I think it was, uh, you know, yeah, no, we know he's lying. Or maybe he told them I'm sure oh, I'm lying. I'm sure he told them. I have no doubt. It's it's just, I don't know. I, I Did they buy green belts that didn't end up being turned over? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the, see that's, that. Yeah. Did anybody buy stuff that didn't? Did one of his buddies buy something that ended, stayed a green space? Yeah. I didn't, somehow didn't hear I doubt about it. that. Yeah. If it was just we think he's lying, then you wouldn't know which ones. The that's only way true. you know which ones is if he's told you. Yeah. Uh, I know municipalities are also quite upset with how this is happening in the forced growth. And uh, they're saying the new rules are actually going to make it harder to grow uh, sustainably and practically because Doug Ford's trying to do it so fast and crazily. Yeah, and that's the way uh, Brampton grew. And the problem is, it's you it's got, a mess. It's a mess. You got to you got to have the infrastructure before you uh, before you move a bunch of people in, or you end up with absolute gridlock, which is what happens when you drive through Brampton. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm not. I don't want to say I just want to like you know plow over everything and continue uncontrolled sprawl. I do think we need to live more densely, but also I'm not against you know, not growing so fast. And yeah, maybe don't, maybe people choose to move to Thunder Bay or Sudbury or Kenora or London or, you know, Kitchener instead of the GTA. And that's not bad. These cities need help growing too, you know? Yeah, I, I think it almost should, you know, it's immigration, it should almost be like, okay, you live here, you live here, you live here. It's part of the deal when you're coming over. Not forever, but for five years. Like people don't get to choose where they live? Yeah. Maybe give them a few options. Yeah, okay. You give them 10 options. Just Or you can't live in Vancouver, Toronto, or Montreal. You can live anywhere else you want in the country. Yeah. Something. Because we, we, have, we have so much space in this country. And we need to develop sustainably, because honestly, we have so much space in this country, but when it comes to the world, we need as much green space as we possibly can right now, really. Um, but the plan right now is not like preserving green space. It's paving over the green belt and uh, pushing things out in uncontrolled sprawl. 
if we plan and like actually let things happen a little bit more organically, I think we can build and expand in ways that uh, preserve the environment. Yeah, for sure. Because right now, Thunder Bay is one of the cheapest places to live in the, in the province. And I bet you... If, yeah, but it's Thunder Bay. Yeah, I know, but you push more people there and it's no longer, oh, it's Thunder Bay. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to live in Thunder Bay, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that's, that's bad. a long way around. That is a long way away. Remember, we drove... From, yes. It took us two days to drive here from yes. Thunder Bay. It's, it's far, but... Uh, uh, if you get more people up there, you know, Thunder Bay is not as far from Sudbury. Uh, sorry, not Sudbury, Sault Ste. Marie. Um, it's close to Sault Ste. Marie. It's not too far from Sudbury. It's, it's a good drive. from. It's like 13 or 14 yeah. hours from Sudbury. But you could, I mean, there's some places up there that have the potential to become, like, decent, you know, at least Brampton. No, maybe not Brampton, but, you know, Kitchener and London-sized places. They're not. I mean, the example would be, for me, if you look at, uh, say, Yellowknife versus... Um, uh, Whitehorse? Whitehorse, right? Yeah. All these places are on the way to somewhere. They aren't like Thunder Bay's on the way. It's on the road to going out west. Uh, same with Sudbury. And, and it's not the end of the road. And yeah. those places can grow, like Whitehorse. Yeah. It's quite a large, vibrant city, whereas Yellowknife is the end of the road. And I love Yellowknife. Yeah. But it's stagnant. Yeah, like even though it, it's it, bigger than Whitehorse, technically. It just kind of goes 20,000 and doesn't move. Yeah. But it, but it doesn't have the... Maybe it has more population, but it doesn't have the Amenities, yeah. The amenities. Yeah, White no, Horse it doesn't. has way more stuff. Absolutely. Because people are on their way to... Alaska. Anchorage. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of potential here. Just people need to push it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can see on the public record, Doug Ford got thousands of dollars from developers and a whole bunch of people. Uh, and the other big thing was the strong mayor powers, which he's given to Ottawa and Toronto, where if the mayor has... just a bad name. Yes. Um, but uh, the mayor only needs three court, uh, sorry, one third of the council to side with him on something, and then he can pass it. He doesn't need a majority on the council. Um, which is very anti-democratic. Um, and the story is he cooked that up with John Tory before the election, before John Tory's election, the provincial election. And he said, we won't do it until after the, uh, municipal elections. Obviously you're not going to do it before. Exactly. Right. Um, so, and that led to people on Toronto city council, moving motions first to reject the strong mayor powers, which the majority of council voted for, uh, but uh, John Tory voted against. Of course, it doesn't matter. They don't actually have control over it. They just, you know, making their opinion heard. And then my favorite, they moved a motion uh, to respect democracy and govern by majority rule, uh, as has been done, you know, forever. And John Tory voted against that, which I thought was so, like, obviously, but also funny that yeah. he, on record, voting against. Yeah, no, I don't want. I don't want to vote for democracy. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so that's going on here, uh, and in Alberta we have Danielle Smith, who's premier. I don't know if she was when last time we did. She might have just been. Just started, maybe. Uh, she's crazy. She's doing her crazy Danielle Smith things. Passed the Alberta Sovereignty Act, uh, which, um, in its original draft. Uh, gave cabinet the ability to make decisions without approval by the legislature just behind closed doors and she said oops that's by accident and then a bunch of her cabinet ministers be like yeah we didn't actually read it before we voted for it huh. so uh we didn't notice <laughs> so they've amended it already and uh since then it's basically a bill saying uh 
we in Alberta can choose to reject federal law if we don't like it. And Danielle Smith has said she would have used it uh, to reject the plastic straw ban and keep plastic straws in Alberta. That's a good use of that. And uh, also, more recently... That's, where you, that's a hill you want to die on. Yeah, exactly, plastic right? Plastic straws. Uh, the EV car the thing mandate. Is, I like the uh, the paper straws. I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate them. They're awful. They are. They're bad. But Booster Juice makes a compostable straw. Yeah. That is fine. Yeah. It feels like plastic. It doesn't like disintegrate while you're drinking. Yeah. Just everybody use that. And yeah. it's compostable. You throw your compost. It's going to be interesting. Who cares? There's lots of options. Get rid of plastic straws. It's a no-brainer. Do you know January 2023, all single-use plastics are banned from Canada? Yeah. Tim Hortons released their new... Uh, lid? Lid. Looks dirty. Canada. It, yeah, it doesn't look great. It's it going to be... like they spilled coffee on it. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, changes, because we actually... I mean, you use a lot of single-use plastics through your life. Well, I mean, um, single-use is the, the, the thing you get, the, you know... Yeah. Like, you still can probably get away with plastic bags, because technically not single-use. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what changes. But people are switching to paper and bring your own anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing is, uh, you know, I think 2025 Trudeau has the EV car. Like he only wants EV cars produced in the country by or something like that. Yeah, that's, I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, regardless, apparently we're going to use the Alberta Sovereignty Act on that. Um, it's just the stupidest thing and it's crazy unpopular. Uh, she is, I think she was premier because I think last time we talked about how she said that the unvaccinated were the most oppressed people in her lifetime. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right, oppressed. Yeah. yeah. She also, she doesn't have, in a new cabinet, she's gotten rid of the Minister of Labor. She's gotten rid of the Minister of uh, for Status of Women. She does have what is, I don't remember the official title, but what is essentially a minister for the unvaccinated. <laughs> Like that's it. It's not. That's not the title, but it's pretty obvious that's what it is. Oh, uh, she's and yet it's a tight race between the Alberta NDP and the UCP in Alberta. That's the next election. Oh, May. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything else. Anything else big going on in Canada? Uh, well, it is Christmas time. Yes. Uh, I have a couple things. I got a box of tags from Costco. Really nice tags on sale, nine ninety seven. It's a great deal. Lots of tags. Don't really need them, but got them. I was flipping it over as I was opening it. On the back of the box, it says, "This is not a toy for decorative indoor use only." <laughs> and I'm like, that is sad. That you need that on there. You know what I'm saying? What, is, what was somebody doing? Like, were they using it to? I don't know. Use, decorate, decorate the outside of the house. And and or just play with them and like a child give them to a child to play with like it's not a toy and it's for indoor decorative use only. You could make a nice looking tree if you just <laughs> dangled a bunch of the tags from it. I could see that'd be nice. Sure, yeah, I guess so, but not outside, obviously, and don't let your children play with them. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, who would think it was a toy? I don't know. It says tags, and and uh, maybe okay. You can't read the tags if you don't speak English. It says it on the back in English. Yeah. So. If it's not an English thing, it doesn't help. Yeah. So I don't know. And then I was was sitting in the sitting, you know, doing pre Christmas stuff, listening to Christmas music, and Holly Jolly Christmas came on, and it's like somebody waits for you, kiss her once for me, and I'm like, that's kind of inappropriate. <laughs> and then I started thinking about all the other like inappropriate things. Yeah. You know, like 
So then, like, pretty much the entire song of Baby is Cold Outside. Yes. It's, which... Uh, it's, a, it's a borderline date rape song. <laughs> uh, my favorite, Christmas Carol, though. It's a good song. I, I agree. It is my favorite it's one. The, it was, like, it's three or four years ago. There was, like, a big movement to get it, like, canceled. And that just failed. Like, yeah, good. It I'm not saying it should be canceled, but it's not super <laughs> appropriate. Although I am surprised. I am surprised that nobody has yet switched the parts and had the woman sing the traditionally male part and the guy sing the traditionally female part. Why? Why does it surprise you? Why not? Like, <laughs> I just thought somebody would have done that, especially in this day and age after the big outcry about it. Yeah. Why not? Be interesting. I mean, I remember the big conversation from that time when it was trying to get canceled was people were like, she is flirting with him the whole time. Like, the, she doesn't want to leave. Is just expected at a time when this song was written that, you know, a woman has to be proper and she can't put out, you know, like, conserve. And, and uh, so she's, like, playing around. and when, But it's know. also, she multiple times says no. Yes. Yes. And then he gives her a drink that may or may not be laced. But anyway. <laughs> It does not hold up today. I mean, it, it is, I think, a fun, great song. I love it. Uh, but it's my, it, I think it's my favorite Christmas The song. words uh, do not hold up in current context. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, another one. Like, that's, tra that's traumatizing for somebody, the child, right? I, somebody told me it's dad dressed as Santa. Oh, 100%. It absolutely is. Uh, but still, the kid doesn't know that. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, not everybody gets that right away. Uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I mean, he's an outcast until he's useful. Now he's all you. Yeah, all exactly. That's <laughs> you, brutal. The whole story is brutal. Yeah, your your uh, uniqueness can only uh, it only counts and should be celebrated if it can serve capitalism agenda. It's brutal. It's a brutal story. <laughs> you cannot simply be unique and have that be praised. Yeah, it has to serve the capitalist yeah, agenda. Exactly. It gets the presents out. And yeah. then everyone loves him. Exactly. Oh, he's great. Look at that. He even saved Christmas. <laughs> I should have said... Yeah, exactly. If, if, if Deer had, could give the finger, he should have given him the give finger. Him. But he could give him the hoof. Yeah. Uh, please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, not a great Christmas song. <laughs> like, you know, alcoholism and yeah. whatnot. And then, you know, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's so funny. It's a funny song. I read a line from it that said, I don't know which is creepier, the fact that Santa committed cold-blooded murder of an elderly woman or that her grandchild found the Kirk corpse. <laughs> Made me laugh. It's funny. You know what I reject as a Christmas song that you get a lot, a lot of on the Christmas albums? River? Uh, no, I don't know that one. <laughs> a river? I, I wish I had a river I could sail away on. Joni Mitchell? I don't... It's not much of a Christmas song. I was going to say my f favorite things from... Yeah, not agreed. Not a Christmas song. No, why would it be? Like, because they mentioned wrapping paper and bows? I guess. But that's like when this people sing like... could be a birthday like, song. Yeah. When people say, sing like, Let It Go from Frozen on their Christmas, I'm like, it's not a Christmas song. Not a Christmas song. It... it I was going to say, like, if it's not about Christmas, not a Christmas song, it's just about snow. But Let It Snow... Has nothing to do with Christmas. Fair enough. In a minute, we'll be wrapping up shortly. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. It's time to go have Christmas Eve drinks at uh, the in-laws. Yeah. 
So, and then the cousins are coming over here? Yes. Yeah, food to make and such. Well, uh, you know, it's been a while, but uh, Probably thanks be a while for still. Who knows? Yeah, once, 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 sooner or later this will get fixed and then we'll be able to do it properly. <laughs> um, but yeah, drop us an email at uh, dadrightpodcast at gmail.com if there's any other, you know, Christmas songs that you think are Christmas songs or... Or uh, any strong opinions on Christmas songs at all. Yeah, sure. And uh, listen to uh, Sith talking as well. This, Sith this, talking. The, is that what I said? Yeah, you okay. kind of said sis. Sis. S I T H. Yes. And uh, it's uh, it's on uh, Apple Podcasts and the holiday one. And Spotify. I would I would start with the holiday one because it was good. I and think then, it's our best one so then, far. Uh, the other two are both good as well, but I, I really enjoyed the holiday one. This I've one already sent my email long. about it. I'm trying to email everyone. <laughs> I take notes <laughs> and then I email. Thank you. Appreciate so, it. No problem. All right. Uh, talk at you again next time.